Hello? Okay, now recording. Hi! Um, my name is Norby Ella, and... I'm Carla Vier. Yes. We yes. are recovering from that amazing intro music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are members of Flip Geeks. Uh, we are... What is Flip Geeks, Flip, Norby? Flip Geeks is a, a, a Filipino local media geek website. And we do try to be the number one local geek, you know, the the number one portal of geek love or geek community here in the Philippines. And uh, yeah, that's what we do. That's that's, that's an aspiration. We don't <laughs> want to say that we actually are. Cause... Yeah, that's why I said try. Yeah, we try. <laughs> I don't know what the case. <laughs> and 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 welcome to the first. Is this this is the first? podcast right yeah this is the first primordial kind of thing i don't know this is like yeah this is this is what i've been thinking about since um for three years i guess and we've been talking about this for two years i think i think so yeah, yeah. We, I, I love podcasts um i had one like a while back i had like 10 episodes and i just talked about literature with people when was that? What uh, year? Oh, sh- I, I don't know. Uh, we can post the link. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but let's let's post the link, and um, you know, I'm I'm willing to share. But this is really exciting. Um, I I want us to have this really strong perspective, and uh, to give people like a a place to go so that we can start a conversation. Like it doesn't end with our recommendations. Yeah, it doesn't end what we're looking at. It's like a starting point so that people can tell us, "Hey guys, you should be reading this." Or, yeah, hey, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, so this is only you know, uh, what we're gonna talk about is what we're what we would like to recommend to you guys and what you could guys yeah. could read for this week. You know, there would be I bet there would be some episodes where we could talk about other stuff, right? Like movies, Star Wars, yeah. uh, The Last Jedi, yeah. uh, it or whatever. Or, you know, and we're we'll line up some interviews, yes. have some guests on, and it won't just hopefully it won't just be two dudes yes. talking to each other about comics because that's I realize how sad that can be sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you, uh, <laughs> how many girls do you know who who reads comic books though? Um, almost all my female friends, which uh. means that. We should be hitting them up and getting them on the show That's at cool. some point. It's like you, you and me, we're just the the guys who are around who yeah. can be on this at this moment because we were dorks who were staying up late talking about the comics we like. So yeah, that's yeah. where it starts. Yeah. So uh, let me introduce ourselves. Yeah. Again, my name is Norby. Yeah. Uh, I've been with I've been with Flicky since the beginning. Like for seven years now um wow bro yeah it's been a while yeah dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's kind of funny uh also uh i used to work at uh at a local at, at one of our well-known local comic book stores here in the philippines uh i do i remember that i, I used to bother you when yeah. you were behind the counter yeah 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 <laughs> uh it was it was pretty fun uh I've, you know made i've learned a lot <laughs> about uh, about the brick and mortar stuff 
um, as well as, uh, yeah, I used to draw comics. And I do try to have... I see that art. I, 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 do, I do try to retain and having that artist name, I guess. <laughs> the artist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You are... you. You are too humble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But how about you, sir? All right. So I, uh, I'm Carl Javier, and I, I believe I met Norby online many years ago when I was working on a comics anthology. I think we, we <laughs> right? Uh, I think that was the first. Yeah. Um, you went first. first time. It was. Is that, and then what I remember is the interview for Abangan. Oh, which yeah. You also, which you also did. So, yeah. um, Norby and I are not objective towards each other. We are good friends, I think. We've known each other a while, and it's been like a very mutually supportive relationship as like both of our uh, careers have kind of taken twists and turns in, yeah, in yeah, comics, yeah. and it's it's very, uh, it's a great position to finally be doing this podcast. Um, I'm, I, I am, uh, full disclosure, I am the managing editor of Anino Comics. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, Yay. even if I, <laughs> even if I'm doing that, I try to show all local comics some love. Um, I, and, you know, I want to be like just known as a, a major fan. Yeah. So I'm just a big fan of comic books and I'm I'm fortunate enough that um I am erudite and uh and have enough of a writing skill that people give me the opportunity to write about comics and now Norby and Flip Geeks are giving me a chance to talk about them. So that's, that's awesome. Let's get to it. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what what kind of stuff it, have you done before? Like yeah, you've done Shake Rat on a Roll, right? Yeah. Oh, right. I did that. Um, yeah. So the the most recent stuff I, that people will see are comic uh, comic book adaptations. Uh huh. So I got I got to adapt one of my favorite things, <laughs> shake, rattle, and roll. Um, and then I, I got to adapt the uh, Janusilang uh, graphic novelization a few years ago. Uh huh. Um, and my turn of bounce. Um, and then. I'm hoping projects at some point. I am. I cannot talk about the projects I'm working on right now. I just you're um, writing right. Well, you're writing. I'm writing something that yeah that I had to sign an, an disclosure agreement. So uh, I have signed an NDA, and beyond that, I'm wait, not wait, revealing anything else. Is uh, it local or outside? Local, Please. and I'm I'm you know it's you know how you get to work on uh, like. <laughs> You just get lucky. You get to work on some stuff. So hopefully take, I can talk about it soon. Take it, natulay yung ano? I can neither confirm <laughs> anything. Maybe we should edit that part out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or we, we can keep it in, but you know, I mean. Yeah. Whatever. For the listeners right. here, for, for the people's gonna listen to, to this one. Uh, yeah, just don't tell anyone. Yeah, the three of you who are listening to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <Better> not. 
Hi, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Christmas is so over. So, what are you looking at this week, man? What's, uh, yeah. What's got you excited? Uh, for this week, since Christmas is over, and uh, there's nothing much to do. Do, do you know what? Um, I thought today was like Monday. Oh, that's uh, true. Uh, yeah, because it, it was like, for me... I have no, uh, I have, I have no work yesterday and today. Yeah, and yeah. I had that kind of feeling where yesterday was Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas was Sunday. Yeah, it, it felt that way. It yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let's talk about these comics because I, I took the time to read a bunch of stuff. So we'll be presenting some of that, the the stuff we're reading in the outro. Really cool. cool. Just what a great time. Like, what a great time to sit back and catch up if you don't have to work these few days. I unfortunately have to the next couple of days, but <laughs> I'm going to sneak in some reading time because these comics are great. That is correct. All right, so what, what's, your, what's your top, man? Uh, top for, for my top five would be um, BPRD, Hell on Earth, hardcover, mm -hmm. volume one. Uh, the second Why? one would be Batman, The Creature of the Night, number two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Outcast by Kirkman and Azazetta, number 32. Yeah. And Saga, uh, trade, trade Paperback, Volume 8. And uh, Invincible nice. Iron Man, 595. <laughs> All right, talk me through it. Uh, for BPRD? Uh, yeah, let's start with that. Uh, BPRD is also on my list, so we can skip talking about that later. Yeah. Tell me, why? Why? Um... Yeah, I I started reading Hellboy because because of the movie actually, but uh -huh, of sure. course when I read when I read uh, when, when I was young I read Wizard magazines and mm -hmm. and there was one time where I saw ooh here's a here's a nice cover and it was it was like Hellboy number one by yeah, Mike Mignola well, uh, and mm -hmm. it was it was it was really really attractive because it wasn't that as like a superhero but more of a folklore kind of thing yeah um uh, yeah, yeah uh, after after a few years uh I, you know during that time when i was young i didn't have money but but after a few years yeah i started getting money <laughs> so yeah i <laughs> one bought hope, one hope. yeah i bought some hellboy and then yeah. i liked it and then i noticed that they uh he he, ha he has a team called the bprd and yeah. and then um, and then I didn't call, I didn't start buying the the singles or the trade paperbacks. Yeah. Um, then I noticed that they release a you know a thirty four ninety nine uh, hard, yeah. hardcover deluxe, and I bought I bought them all, and I read them all, <laughs> and I I loved them all <laughs> actually. Yeah. So I'm really quite yeah. excited re reading this. And this is this is towards like the culmination of the whole mythic run, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Like, Actually, this is like the last job for the for the the first artist of BPRD, who is Guy Davis, and he's freaking awesome. Yeah. So, what we have is throughout the entire run of BPRD, they're trying to prevent the apocalypse. <coughs> Excuse me. It's already happened, right? That's what we're looking at. Yep, that's correct. Because of the, you know, you have to read uh, the War of Frogs or 
Plague of Frogs. Actually. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, awesome. And, and and on this one, that's that's a con- continuation of it. All right. And what's our next title? Next title would be wait, Batman. Batman. Yeah. Dark Creature of the Night. Yeah, Creature of the Night. Uh, Creature of the Night. Yeah. Um, this book, the is- the first issue. For me, mm-hmm. when I read it, it wasn't. It, when I read it, it's, it it was was not like a, a regular Batman comic book. It's so weird, man. Right? It's I got like, the review. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah. It's like a Vertigo book, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, actually, like if you if you read Dark Knight by Paul Dini, mm-hmm. it kind of occupies the same conceptual space. But you know, Paul Dini's is. Nonfiction. How does Batman operate in like the, in his life and in that world? But here we get like a child, a main character, and 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 it's worth mentioning that this is by Busiek. Yeah. Who does this kind of very realistic thinking about the superhero? Yeah. Oh well, if you remember his old work, uh, Superman's Secret yeah. Identity. It's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's almost like. He's using the same template of this one. Ah, okay, right. cool. Yeah. I... And what's our next one? Uh, the next one would be Outcast by Kirkman and Azetta, number 32. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I love the art. Uh, whenever, yeah. I, whenever I choose a comic book or read a comic book, I always look at the art because, you know... I used to be an artist. <laughs> because, uh, and uh, and I, if I try to... If I try to be and strive to be the artist that I want to be, uh, I try to look on the art, <laughs> on the art that I want to, uh, on a, on the art that I want to study up and improve on. Yeah. So Paul Azazetta, the artist of this book, is very, My very goodness. good with his paddling and storytelling. My goodness, Azazetta. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Uh, wow. What do you think of Outcast? I so I dropped off because I couldn't afford to keep go, like all the titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I read up to volume three, and I think it's just a tight book. Um, not exactly sure how far it's gone. I I think my problem is that I kind of had a Kirkman like saturation point, and I just kind of had to step away from all the Kirkman content. <laughs> if that makes sense. Really? You know, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, Walking Dead kind of burned me a little bit. So. <laughs> when? Okay. When Glenn died? And when Glenn was killed off? <laughs> oh, yeah. No? I don't know. It's it's more of like saturation. It's just like a lot of stuff. And then I started hearing that he, he kind of really believes that people can get possessed. That freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, well, what's your next one? So we've got three so far. Yeah, uh, Saga Trade Paperback, Volume 8. I uh, don't even know if we have to talk about that. Yeah. everyone's just going to say the same stuff. It's, it's, it's just a beast news, guys. Yeah. Yeah, you guys got to read Saga. I feel I do feel like, if, if we're to call out Brian Vaughn, I feel like he's, he's a strong manipulator. Like, he knows exactly how to push a reader's buttons, and I like that. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes it feels like he's not pushing the narrative forward enough, but I'm just strung along. Like I'm I'm gonna say fair points for 
for criticizing his work, but still, like, on a conceptual level, I love all of it. Mm-hmm. And Fiona Staples is doing a great job. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. Back in, I think it's back in volume four and five or something. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, her art was not that good. Uh, she, but <laughs> it, for me, because, um, okay, when she started Saga, the lines were pretty thin. Right, mm-hmm. and then after a few volumes, her lines became thicker. I don't know. It's okay. Maybe it's, it's because of her schedule or something. But yeah, but nowadays, her lines are beginning to to go back to the to that thin lines, and ah. and you know that's the that's a Fiona Staples art that I like. All right. Okay. Fair point. I'm gonna jump back into that. I'm at like volume four. Yeah, I'm gonna catch. Up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the last one for me is Invincible Man, uh, Invincible Iron Man, five hundred ninety-five. Yeah. Um, this is like the part two. I'm uh, part three, I think. Uh, this mm-hmm. is where. Okay, so we know that Bendis is gone in Marvel, right? right. Uh, and yet, uh-huh. here in this book. Um, if you if you know, uh, and, well, I forgot that uh, where Victor Von Doom has his own book as Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. I uh, forgot the I forgot the title. All of a sudden, uh, infamous, infamous, yeah, infamous Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, infamous Iron Man and Invincible Iron Man are got combined into this book, so you would okay. see pages of Alex Maleev and Stefan Caselli here. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's, that's uh, like two heavy hitters on one. Yeah, uh, and now uh, I think, um, yeah, Tony Stark woke up from his coma, and he's mm-hmm. missing. So for me, okay. it's the, I want to re- still read this book, and where where the fuck is he? Is he, right? I, I, I hope Ben discloses this out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, it's always a challenge to stick the landing for anybody. Yeah. So let's see. This has been a really interesting way. Although, to be honest, I'm more interested in the Riri Williams line than the uh, the, the Von Doom. But I will read this. Mm-hmm. Well, for you, what's your what's your favorite Bendis book? Uh, top Bendis. Like right now. For- right now, I would go to the Miles Morales stuff. Yeah. Anything he's writing that has Miles Morales in it. Just, he did a good job. Oh, that work. He's doing good. He's good. He's, I, there's no inconsistency in that title. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about you? I, I've told my five. How about you? What's your All five? right. My top five. So quickly, it's um, Eternity, Exo Manowar. So Eternity number three, Exo Manowar number 10. Uh, I am a number, uh, imaginary fiends number two, and also BPRD Hell on Earth. So I won't talk about that anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Eternity, because it's, it's the it's the weirdest thing. Like it is, it is the most bonkers setup. So if if you read um, uh, Divinity, which is the the basis of these characters, it's like it's some dude. He's a Russian dude who got sent off into space and then he comes back as like some enlightened being 
And then after all of that, he has a baby with another like person who survived that program. And then that baby gets abducted. And now we're like on this alien planet with its own um, philosophy. Uh-huh. And it's this weird like p- people who believe that in, in fate and people who believe that you can control your future. Uh, so it's it's just super high concept, alien planet, weird jungles, factions. It's so big. It's like space opera. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's just way out there. <laughs> it's there's there's really nothing like it. Um, and it's so interesting because a lot of Valiant is really grounded. Like a lot of Valiant, and I know that sounds weird because you have these characters who were like beings who survive across time, and then uh-huh. like the guy who we'll talk about next, Eric Exo Manowar, is also on his like space opera like 600 years on a or centuries on like an alien spaceship kind of thing but the characters do stay very grounded in in human issues mm-hmm. like if you look at the the bloodshot run like it's it's very grounded but this is so far out like it's it's a great contrast but um, and then yeah yeah, yeah well, wait carl joe so you know you know you know that in in our in the western western comic industry yeah. there are there are a lot of books right mm-hmm. so you know and valiant is such you know they used to be a very very good well-known publisher before yeah. and now they, they you know they they revived as well but yeah. yeah um why why do you think should people read valiant books aha uh-huh. the trick question because the reason how that um that you guys recruited me was because you needed somebody to <laughs> talk about Valiant. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> and I will say that Valiant has an incredibly cohesive universe. So, um, like just just if we're to put these like characters next to each other, right? Like mm-hmm. basically DC, and especially if you're reading Dark Knight's Metal, um, which is like <laughs> sounds like you have a problem with Dark Knight's Metal. <laughs> it's it's. It's smarter than most <laughs> DC things, most DC events. Uh-huh. Like, it's more cohesive, but it's still kind of out there bonkers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, when when you have a, a comp, like, well, there's, there's so many times when people can make fun of DC with, you know, Superboy punching reality or Superman singing so that life can go on. You know, like there's all of this stuff or Batman can will himself through time. But mm-hmm. like, and, and sometimes you can be a fan of that big, big stuff. Um, and then for Marvel, they've been, I love that they're super woke, but like that can be a challenge uh, because their individual titles are so strong, and then when you bring everybody together on a book, mm-hmm. it it like derails the individual stories, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But with Valiant, everything feels so cohesive. Like 
you know that when they meet up, even like even the way that their characters will overlap and meet up, mm-hmm. it never goes the way that you expect. Which is like punch, 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 and then we'll go back to our regular programming by, you know, in three issues. Um, Valiant has a much more cohesive and sp- universe, possibly because it's smaller and more controlled. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you start counting off the titles that the other publishers are publishing, there's just so much volume there. Valiant, you can follow everything, <laughs> and you know, you know, you can you can afford to follow every single thing that they release mm-hmm. um, on a weekly basis. Pl- and not go poor. Plus, from what I know, from what I've heard as well, the creative the creative team, the talents over there, like Matt Kent. Uh, Matt Kent, Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire, uh, Steven Segovia. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are very, very good talents over there, and, and they're yeah. orchestrated. That's that's basically what it is. They're they're getting to build, and it's a new playground, and it's not constrained by really long, um, really complex mythology. Uh huh. They're and. And I and and again, like they're telling interesting stories in each other. I got we gotta we gotta name name check Jody Hauser. Oh yeah. And Faith and just like um haven't gotten to uh write my review about it, but Faith <laughs> and the Future Force is the best team book uh-huh. of twenty seventeen for me. So Oh yeah, by there. the uh, by, by the way, I, I have a question. Um mm-hmm. Robert is Robert Venditti still writing Exo Manowar? No, it's it's uh it's Kint. Oh, so it's Venditti Kint launched it. Yeah. Oh. Venditti launched uh when when Valiant did their relaunch. It was oh. Venditti. It's great. Yeah, I heard great. I heard from a podcast where when DC's Green Lantern was doing crappy work, they yeah. s- they suddenly noticed Exo Manowar and they hired the the writer of Exo Man <laughs> Where Who is Robert Venditti. And now yeah, man, no, great. Green Lantern is doing a good job. And and if I'm not mistaken, he was also on Solar Man of the Atom. Yeah. Which is also great. So it's just that so you know, Valiant has top top talent, uh-huh. but doing stuff that is just different enough. So you get all of the action, you get all of all of the excitement that you would get from a traditional superhero comic book, but without like the cumbersome continuity, Mm -hmm. like it's continuity that you can catch up on. Yeah. 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 Okay. My next one is I am a number and this just, I don't even know why I just saw, I saw the cover. (laughs) We chatted about it. Yeah. I think we're we're both that kind of guy where, Ooh, yeah. It's a very nice cover. <laughs> so I, I try that, right? I give that some money. And the title is so, very nice. Yeah. That's all I have for that and, one. And we haven't read the synopsis yet, but no, I, I, no. I tried to guess what the story's all about. So. No, I, I know. You were trying to piece it together. No, I, it's, it's something for us to try to get into. And I feel that that's also, uh, you know, important. Literally judging a book by its cover, giving a cover a chance, yeah, even should, if you know nothing about it. Should, nothing whatsoever. should we do that? Should people do that? Should yeah. normal people do that? Definitely. 
definitely yeah. because it's just opening up like i know that it it's a little easier for us because we kind of have access to books yeah uh <laughs> in advance <laughs> and so we're not actually like making a bet like making a we're not making a financial bet on a book paying off yeah for us you guys but, just have to wait for our reviews that's what <laughs> <laughs> but it it's um I still do that when I go to the store. I'll give something that I don't know a chance. And it's something really good. Like, I, w- I, I decide that I want to buy something that I've never heard of. What was that? What, and, what was the last time you, you did that? Oh, uh, wow. I do not know. <laughs> no, it's, it's been a while because I've been on a not buying books kind of thing because I ran out of money. I remember I, I bought like two sisters by Matt Kent that before. Oh. And it was pretty yeah. Ah. That, that's the time I when I discovered Matt Kent and I bought almost mm. all of this stuff from a from a sale. I have a similar experience. I'd never read Matt Kent and then I read Mind Management. Oh. I like the cover. You should try you should you should you should try Super Spy, dude. Oh yeah, no, I I picked it up right after. So oh. Matt Kent, who also conveniently connects to Exo Man of War. <laughs> did you get to read? Uh, did you get to read th- three stories? Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> All right, and then my last my oh, last yeah. title is um, Imaginary Fiends number two. Yeah. And this is one of. Uh, this is actually one of those titles that I walked into without knowing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like Carl Joe, what do you think of this? Carl Joe, what do you think of this? What do you think of this, bro? Cover? Dude, you, think? you should try it. I don't know. So she won. The cover's really creepy. It's from Vertigo. It's by Tim Seeley. <laughs> right? I was like, by Tim Seeley. Okay, Vertigo, I don't know. I haven't liked Vertigo lately, but okay, sure. Yeah. Right? yeah Tim yeah. Seeley sold, sold me on it. Um, And... Imaginary Fiends is probably like one of the coolest uh, plays so far on the concept of the imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. It's starting. To, it's starting to look like it's going to be like X Files, where they're hunting like imaginary friends, which sounds awesome. So, Whoa. core concept is that um, your imaginary friends are actually projections, and they're they're not they're not projections. They're actually creatures from alternate dimensions that cross over and they feed on your psychic energy. And then as the child grows older, yeah. they, they have nothing to feed on. So then they, you know, they, uh, they just like die a natural death. But Whoa. other projections, other imaginary <laughs> friends become so powerful that they start leeching energy. Um, and then they can become like really dangerous and harmful. Whoa. So, the main character uh, is a is a woman who, as a child, had an imaginary friend who got her to do something really terrible, mm-hmm. and she's been locked up ever since. And the FBI comes in and says, "We need you to hunt imaginary fiends. Basically, wow. we need you to hunt these projections." <laughs> Holy crap! But like, so because if you only if you've had a powerful imaginary friend can you see other people's imaginary friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so like they can't hunt unless they have somebody who you know knows the monster. But so, like, they, 
Are there like police but, c- coming over to young people, young kids, and say, "Oh, can I talk to your to your imaginary friend or something?" No, it's it's FBI, bro. <laughs> it's literally it's like X Files. It's like a a a, a division. So the, it's become... are there like young agents or something? Yeah, no. So this girl, she's um, I think the main character is like fifteen or sixteen. Oh. It's something like that. Okay. Um, and and then they so so you know it sets it up that. Some of the psychotic crimes that are committed, some of the totally insane crimes are ones that are influenced by these like, you know, interdimensional projection being things. I, I don't have the exact language on me right now, but it's that basic idea. It's super creepy. Okay. And, and, yeah. and the kicker is that for her to um, hunt the other ones, she has to cooperate with her former imaginary friend that made her do a terrible thing when they were younger. Whoa. What did they so, do? What did she I, do when she was young? <laughs> got, got to read it, bro. <laughs> wait, wait, so wait, that's, wait. That's why you got to read book one. And then book two is out this week. And I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm ready to read it. Wait, I have a <laughs> question, right? So, there, you know, this uh, book is supposed to be creepy, right? But yeah. There are imaginary friends who are cute. Yeah, yeah, and then they 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 kind of die off. Oh, so so the cute the cute ones die off while the, the yeah. evil look while the evil looking yeah. ones do not. Do yeah, no, they they become like malignant and malevolent and they like try and <laughs> suck as much psychic energy from people as possible. So <laughs> Sounds, uh-huh. It sounds like our normal world, really. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. do you think All that's right. the, you know, that's the best, that's the last and best thing coming from mm-hmm. Vertigo? I, so I, I can't speak for that. I I do hear that there's some good stuff coming out of Young Animal, but I haven't given it enough of a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been a little, let's say, uh, let's say. I, I grew up on that '90s Vertigo stuff, and it's it's a little different from what I expect from the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just bad. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's bad. It's just it's not it's not speaking the same things as it used to, and maybe it doesn't uh-huh. used to, and maybe its audience is different now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe I'm I'm aged out of that audience, but this this one definitely <laughs> this one's <laughs> up my alley. All right, so very quickly, I want you to tell me why. Is buying like those the the nice hardcover important to you? For me, because uh, when I was young, I would I imagine myself having this mm-hmm. very very nice library of books, mm-hmm. and apparently it was I didn't realize that it was all comic books. <laughs> <laughs> when I was young, I was thinking about oh, the, not a bad thing. Yeah, all not a bad thing. all literature was like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> all the all the classic, uh, nice and cla- uh, nice and literature books would be there, mm. but apparently, uh, they're all graphic novel now. Graphic novels. Mm. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I don't usually buy the trade paperback. I mm. stopped buying singles, single issues. For me, yeah. um, collecting wise, I don't care about you know. You know, for for single issues, yeah, you can get yeah. a lot of money. You can you, you can your 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 book can worth can 
can have a value, yeah. right? Collection wise. Yeah. But for yeah, but me, you're not in that market. Yeah, not yeah. anymore. You're not anymore. Uh, now I'm into very nice and thick and sturdy books that I can right. keep all the time. And right on. Yeah, I hope I can pass it to to my to my nephews and nieces someday. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And also in 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 these hardcover collections, there you know, publishers or or the writer or the artist would would add more con- content about it. Yeah, bonus content. Yes, like sketch covers or variant covers or yeah. sketchbooks and stuff. Um, but the, really nice to have. Yes, that's true. But the, but you know what? I realized that there's there is a problem collecting mm-hmm. uh, hardcovers and pay, trade paperbacks. You can never never get the single issue letter back letters. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do wish that you know they could add that to those uh, to, to <laughs> when they collect them, right? Don't yeah, you think? Yeah. Don't you think, though? <laughs> there's some. I think there's some, but it's not standard. You're right. It's not like a standard feature. I do like um, what I really enjoy when you get one of those collected editions. Is the little behind the scenes things, mm-hmm. concept art, little pieces of script. Um, what I love is reading uh, concept pitches. Yeah. Like when someone writes down like their their original vision for it, and you get to see how they were pitching it, and then. After you read the book, you saw the changes that had to be made and whether those were good or bad. I really love that extra content. Yeah. For those for those people who want to start creating comic books, yeah, yeah. you can learn a lot of stuff. Like like what Kaljo said, there will be scripts and sketches yeah. and there will be thumbnails, of course, as well, where yeah. you know you can learn how, how did that art, artist panel would yeah. do paneling with his... Uh, with with the page and stuff. Yeah, that said, like I I think we have a a review of the Ninja Turtles director's cut by Eastman and uh, and uh, Sinkevich. I haven't read it yet, but uh, yeah. How was it? That like, it's 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 thumbnails by um, Eastman. Yeah. And then drawn over by Sinkevich. What? Sinkevich. I don't know if I'm. Yes, yeah, Billy the Stink, right? <laughs> it's it's so like you see the original concept in the thumbnail, and you're like, yeah, this looks good, and then you see what he does to it and the little tweaks, mm-hmm. and so in that book you get um you get the thumbs, you get the inks, and then you get the final. Wow! So it's only about twenty pages of story, but you see the entire process, and then you get. You get the creators talking about the process. It's so good. Like just just learning. Like if you want to make comic books or if you want to understand how they are made, like from you know from concept to final product. Mm-hmm. Books like that. Books like that are the ones that you want to pick up. All right. When do you think you know uh, local local publishers will do that to their books? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. It's a tough market. I, I think this is something we can talk about at another point. But, I mean, you know, right? You know being on all sides of this, right? On, You've been uh, manning the counter. Yeah. You've been reviewing, 
right? You've been creating, you've been, you know, <coughs> at Comic-Con, you know how tough it is to make a sale. <laughs> yes, it is. Right, and how, how and, and so, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know yet mm-hmm. what that market looks like, but mm-hmm. I, I do like to imagine <laughs> offering a lot of that original content. All right, you want to just, Let's let's jump to our outro recommendations again. Like we started, we started the uh, episode talking about how this nice little lull between Christmas and New Year, yeah, just some time to read up. Uh, what are you reading? Uh, for now, um, and yeah. what do you? Yeah, what are you reading that you would recommend? What I would recommend. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. Mighty Thor, the Mighty Thor. Jason Ayers, keep doing that. Uh, yeah, Jason Ayers. Uh, I just ass. loaded. I just loaded it up to on my um on my iPad. Yeah. Um, uh, Doctor Strange is it, by Donny Cates. Is as he well. unworthy? Is he is he unworthy? The Mighty Thor. No, oh, not anymore. Oh, is, he's not okay. He's he's <laughs> worthy now. He's worthy. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know. The last writer of uh, Doctor Strange was Jason Aaron. Still. Yeah. But uh, after he left, Doctor Strange, Donny Cates replaced him. Oh. And I thought, yeah. I thought I would, you know, I could drop this book. But mm-hmm. yeah, Doctor Strange is pretty good. Still good. So, yeah. yeah. I would recommend for you guys to read that. Um, another. Yeah. Definitely. Outside Marvel would be well it, again with Marvel. Last one mm-hmm. uh, would be X Men: The Grand Design. Ooh, do you remember that? <laughs> is this is this Ed Piscor? Yes. Oh my God! Just, yeah, Ed Piscor is crazy. Yeah, Ed, uh, I, I've read WYSIWYG, uh-huh. and I've read all of Hip Hop Family Tree. Yes. Huge fan of this guy. Yes. Kind of went insane when they said he's, he's doing X-Men and, <laughs> and he's doing all the X-Men, right? Yes, yes. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, another one outside um, outside Marvel would be Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. They th- Okay. Yeah, I think they released their hardcover uh, last October or whatever. Yeah. It w- I've been seeing this on the list. On the end of year list. Yeah, it's a very very good book. I like, I love it. Yeah. What's it about? Uh, well, I mean, four kids. It's, it's all about four kids playing D and D, and they got into some trouble. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I just got my copy. That's cool. I think I will take the recommendation. How about you? All right. So, I've I've taken um. Taking advantage of the year-end sales, <laughs> yeah, and I bought the entire uh, Scott Snyder run, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, Batman run. Really? And yeah, so I'd I'd read it, you know, in the monthlies, uh-huh. but I haven't read it as this, you know, opus that it is. Um, so I'm. So the last few days, I've gotten two <coughs> volumes. Yeah. So part of Owls, you know, volume one, volume two. Um, and it's great. It's just, you know, it, it, it has very similar themes to Dark Knight's Metal. <laughs> but 
you know, it, it's really laying a groundwork for a new way to view to view the character. And uh-huh. when you think of it in like in the history of Batman, where uh, Snyder is really rolling off of this kind of mind-blowing Grant Morrison run, where it went like all the way bonkers, uh-huh. and this one just goes really like it doesn't depart from what we understand as Batman, but gives us a deeper understanding. And when you tie this up with uh, this week, I also read Batman numbers 37 and 38 by Tom King. And those are also like providing us with these different ways to look at Batman. I think it's, it's really a golden age for, for Batman readers. Um, and, and then also, so my last recommendation before we wrap up is the Flintstones. <laughs> which oh, I bought because you said I had to read it. You, yeah, you had to. <laughs> And how was it? Are you finished? Oh, man. This one is... This is, like, stupid good. Like, it should not be this good. Like, I watched the Flintstones as a kid. It's not a kid's book, really. (laughs) I ate the freaking vitamins, man. Like, I had Fruity Pebbles, little Flintstones. It's supposed to be just, like, this goofy play on, like, 50s sitcom. And instead, like, the first the first issue is like about proletarian oppression, <laughs> and then the second issue is about like consumerism. I I'm in like I'm in issue three of volume one, <laughs> and it's got like a it's got like a Carl Sagan character, and then aliens arriving and because of first contact. It's it's just uh, it takes a property way out there and i have to say um i have my quibbles with dc as a publisher uh-huh. and i know this is something for us to talk about when we talk about um <laughs> when we talk about doomsday clock but you know i have to say i'm really impressed with their cross media stuff mm-hmm. like, i think i think their looney tune stuff was brilliant but their looney tune stuff is like it's like a stepping stone towards what I'm looking at in their Hanna Barbera stuff, which is super mind blowing. And I'm looking forward to talking about some of that other Hanna Barbera stuff in, in, in future episodes. <laughs> do you feel sorry Definitely for the going to be recommended? Do you feel sorry for the kitchen appliances? <laughs> <laughs> it made them real, man. It made them real. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's like it's so absurd. And I think I I really like that Flintstones doesn't operate in a universe where everything has to logically align. Uh-huh. But it moves from the logic of the original series and then makes it realistic. It's really it's it's yeah, no, it's such an interesting conceptual space that Flintstones is trying to operate in and and it's I don't know how Mark Russell imagined it you know that's what is impressive to me yeah how you know it's so it's so within that world and it's so speaking to contemporary issues and concerns and yet it's wonderfully out of the box it's kind of a yeah so I am. I'm glad that you made that recommendation, and it's one of my end of the year reads, and it's definitely like top of this year's 
uh, list for me. Oh, last thing for future recommendations, mm-hmm. uh, we would like to recommend for all you listeners to read or to pre-order Snagglepuss. Mm-hmm. Oh one. well, That's, we shall talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna say I it, but it. yeah, we're just gonna tell you that you guys sure. should should pick up Snagglepuss. Heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. So uh, I want to thank everybody, all, all three of you, plus Tony, who listened to this episode. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Much love. Oh, Tell yeah. Tell your friends. Yes, please do. So, yeah. Tell your friends. Again, we're so starting much. out. Yeah. Give us some suggestions. Give yeah. us some love or don't, I guess. Can't demand love right away, right? But, yeah. you know, um, this is our first episode. We will make shorter episodes in the future, I think. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll try. Some people on. We'll we'll mix it up. We are very excited. We would like to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, there would be an interviews. Yeah. Right uh, next week, we'll, we 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 will probably interview uh, Carl Joe Javier, managing editor. <laughs> <laughs> editor of, of Anita Comics. I give you my 2018 forecast. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, right. My Thanks, name is Brian. Norby, and you are again. I am Carl. Yes, and, and uh, the Geeks Podcast. Yeah, we're your number one source of all things geek. Bye. Bye.